Well, I didn't get dressed up for nothing. I felt the rush of the Rio Grande into Yellowstone, and I've seen firsthand Niagara Falls and the lights of Vegas. I crisscrossed down the Key Biscayne and shot down via Bangor, Maine. Think I've seen it all. And all I can say is, how about them cowgirls? Boys, ain't they something? Sure are some cowgirls. And you can't tell them nothing. And I tell you right now, girls, may just be seven wonders of this big. How about them cowgirls? She's riding coach in Steamboat Springs Bailing hay outside Adeline She's trying hard To fit in in some city But her home is neat That big blue sky and the northern plains And those other wide open spaces Nowadays there ain't as many But how about them cowgirls? Boys, ain't they something? Sure are some proud girls And you can't tell them nothing Tell you right now, girls May just be seven wonders of this big Oh, around world But how about them cowgirls? Boy, she don't need you and she don't need me She can do just fine on her own two feet she wants a man who wants her to be herself And she'll never change, don't know how to hide Her stubborn will or her fighting side But you treat her right and she'll love you like no one else Yeah, how about them cowgirls? Boys, ain't they something? Sure are some proud girls But you can't be the loving And I tell you right now, girls May just be seven wonders of this big Old round world But how about them
truth. You can't handle the truth. But you can find it right here on The Shooting Bench. Coming up next. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need the shooting bench. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. And I am sick of the lies and the deceit and the intrusions on my privacy and the invasion of my home. And we do not intend to take this lying down. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. And now, if you think you're ready, the shooting bench. And it is that time again. Welcome to an unscheduled version of the shooting bench. It's Tuesday, the 17th of March. And there's, I uh, wanted to do a show yesterday. It was just impossible with everything we've got going on. I could not get one recorded. And um, so I, I promised I'd do one tonight. There's a few things I wanted to talk about. I don't know if it'll take a, a full hour or, you know, maybe even a little over. I don't know. But uh, I will promise I'd get this done for you tonight. So uh, I hope everyone's doing well. I haven't talked to you since uh, when? Last Friday, I guess. Liberty Lounge. Apparently from the comments, Liberty Lounge was uh, well received. I guess uh, people enjoyed it all right. So and I intend to keep trying to do that. Like I've told you uh, many times here recently, with this sheriff's race, I have so many irons in the fire. It's really hard for me to uh, continue to do everything on time and, and everything. So I'm working on that as hard as I can. Uh, concrete and shows, everybody's being able, that's uh, going okay. I was trying to schedule those where they'd come automatically. So uh, I think Sunday's show didn't come on when it was supposed to, but I managed to get it on later. But anybody, anyway, um, apparently everyone's finding it easy enough to listen to him on Podbean, so that's fine too. And uh, using the chat room while you're listening there, it doesn't matter which which way it goes, so that's okay. Glad to see that happening. So the uh, I don't I don't even know where to start. Um, the, what with current events being as they are. Many things are happening that are so wrong, so unconstitutional, so inconvenient, so everything. Um, the uh, several towns, I guess you saw where San Francisco has mandated a three week lockdown. You, uh, you know, you have to be in your home. It's curfew and you have to be in your home at a certain time in the evening. And uh, can't go out before a certain time in the morning. Uh, so, and that's going to go on for the next three weeks. Uh, schools are closed in Arizona, all schools. I think I told you that. The um, We found Panda Express here closed because of this virus, this scare, media, mainstream media scare. Uh, 
it's uh, the drive-through is open, but you can't get anything from you know going inside. You can't sit down and eat. Culver's, same thing. Brand new restaurant here in Sholo, and it's locked down. Uh, drive-through only. <clears throat> I went to a Maverick today to get a Coke, and there's a big sign on there, two big signs on the door, and one of them says that they request that you will maintain a six-foot, that you won't get any clothes. You know, we're talking about social distancing, and they want you to be no closer than six feet apart, you know, six feet. But, um, don't get any closer than six feet to anybody. Uh, so that's impossible. I mean, you know, at the counter and everything else, I mean, I, I see what they're trying to do, but it's totally impossible. But, you know, this kind of stuff is just, it, it's, it's all, it's everywhere. It's every state in the union, some worse than others. Obviously, um, you know, Washington is, I, I think they have just enacted their level five quarantine. I know they were at level two. And uh, there's a lot of talk on the Internet right now, a lot of talk about sometime in the next day or two that they're planning to implement a uh, at least a 72-hour shutdown, or maybe no, maybe it's in the next 72 hours, implementing a two- to three-week shutdown, something nationwide. You know, as I told you the other day, uh, Friday, I think, before the Liberty Lounge started, this is pure, absolute, unadulterated martial law. That's all it is. And uh, there I saw where Governor Ducey here in Arizona now is in Phoenix, not Governor Ducey, mayor or whatever his name is. I don't even know who the mayor is down there. But they are closing bars, lounges and stuff, which they do not have the authority to do. They cannot take a private business unless they have reason to yank their license and say, you know, you're out even then. Um, you know, they may yank their liquor license or something for some reason, but they can't just say, okay, you're a private business, but you can't stay in business anymore. You have to close. They're ruining people. They're ruining people from coast to coast. Businesses, um, other organizations that are not businesses, um, individuals, small everything that has to do with, with money almost is being destroyed here because of this. And uh, <clears throat> it's unfortunate for sure. Some of these stores and bars, and oh, I wanted to finish saying, uh, in, in Phoenix, they're closing the bars and stuff, but they're, they're telling the restaurants that they want them to limit their business and try to serve, uh, you know, takeout only and stuff like that. You know? So they, they've just gone completely mad. They've gone completely stark raving mad. I never in my life, of course, I, we, we sit around and say we've never expected this, never, you know, it's all, everybody's all excited, all this, that. But what have you been preparing for? You know, we've been talking about prepping and storing stuff and saving stuff and doing stuff and training and, and all this stuff because we're thinking something like this is going to happen. Now it's here and everybody wants to act surprised. 
We weren't kidding when we told you it was coming. So here it is. The uh, people, even even um, police departments and, and stuff, are not being as prepared as I mean. This hit everybody by surprise. Most everybody. Uh, I'll say that um, the uh, one of the police departments here locally. I won't say which one, but there's one locally here that was um, <clears throat> had run out of masks. They had no N95 masks. Now, I don't know how many they keep on hand uh, at any given time. You know, you would think that they'd have, uh, you know, they don't have to to break the bank and have uh, truckloads of them around, but you'd think they'd have several cases, you know, maybe, you know, maybe 500 or 1,000 masks, you know, at any given time. But apparently they didn't. And uh, so the town manager says, You know, I know this crazy guy that is, uh, you know, saves stuff and prepares for stuff and expecting the end of the world. And, you know, I'll call and see if they have any masks. And uh, and who do you think that was? That's right. Yeah. So they uh, called me and asked if uh, they had a few masks to get them by until they could find some. And I said, sure, I give them 40 of them. And. And uh, well, I didn't give them to them. I sold them to them. But I sold them to them really, 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 really cheap. Um, I just wanted to, you know, get my money back for them. It'll come back. It's not like I've I've sold them a supply of something that I can't replenish. You know, it's just, I firmly believe that this will all blow over in the most maybe two or three months. Maybe. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a good month out of this. Uh, in addition to what we've had already. And it may go into May. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, May, maybe even early June, but whenever, it will, uh, it'll get better at some point and, uh, toilet paper will be available again. Is that not stupid? Un- unbelievable. I just, I'm, I'm floored at the amount of, um, hoarding that's going on it's um you know getting enough for an emergency getting enough for a hard time you know i understand that i do it all the time but to go and get enough toilet paper for 12 years in one fell swoop there's people bringing trailers u-haul trailer they're renting trailers to come up they really do believe that the end of the world is here i ain't kidding i ain't saying that to be funny they really believe that and these people rented U-Haul trailers and went to Safeway and, and, and Walmart, cleaned them out, I'm telling you. Bought thousands of dollars worth of stuff, taking whole shopping baskets full of whatever. You know, in our Walmart here, there's hardly any dog or cat food left. Uh, the dairy case is empty. The water, there was some distilled water. Now, I'll tell you what, one of the things that I didn't think of that caught me by surprise, of all people, is the fact that there was no distilled water. And we, uh, you know, we got plenty of colloidal silver on hand, but, you know, we always want to have distilled water on hand. So, you know, in an emergency, we can 
make it and be independent of the stores for a while. Well, we let her mess around, let herself run out. And uh, I won't let that happen again. I promise you that from now on, when I'm down to five gallons, I'm out. I am not going to break into that fifth gallon. I'm going to go get some water, providing it's available. So one of our guys um, happened down there and said, uh, sent me a text and said, you know, I was going to go to to Springerville and get a little distilled water, but they've got some here at Walmart. They had 14 gallons. They had 14 bottles of jugs left out of, you know, what do they usually have, um, 150 or or more? Well, they had 14. So I said, well, while you're there, if you wouldn't mind, you know, grab me five of them. Another guy here next door got four. So we got, um, you know, we left, left a few there. But, um... That, I promise, will not happen again. And uh, we've also got a, uh, on the Medic Shack, on their website, and I'm sorry I don't have the link. You know what, maybe I can get it for you real quick. Get you a pencil and I'll get uh, right to write this down. On the Medic Shack, you can go to Chuck's page there, and he will, uh, he's given a, a procedure with pictures and stuff of how to distill your own water using a pressure canner, a pressure cooker. And let me look here real quick if I can do it without wasting a lot of your, a lot of your time here. Oh, while I'm looking, we also have our um, uh, first case in Navajo County has been confirmed. That is over in uh, Cayenta. Arizona, north and a little bit west of here. So if I can find Chuck's um, post here, or his link, I'll share it with you because I think it's important right now. If you could make your own distilled water, I think that's uh, not a bad skill to have. Um, getting closer, I think. Um, forgive me for humming and hawing around here while I'm trying to find this, but this is important. Okay, here we go. The the uh, requisite www dot themedicshack dot net slash water dash and dash food dash post dash uh, he's got S-T-H-F I think it's supposed to be S-H-T-F but just in case he has S-T-H-F so you can try that, and if it doesn't work, then do what we're pretty sure it's supposed to be is SHTF for poop hit the fan. So themedicshack.net slash water dash and dash food dash post dash S-H-T-F is what I think it's supposed to be. And there is a uh, uh, procedure there to 
make your own distilled water. Go check it out because you may be doing it so you can continue to make your colloidal silver. People are starting to believe in colloidal silver a little more. Uh, they're, they're waking up and they're saying, hey, you know, all this time when we were telling them this was going to happen or something like this was going to happen and nobody would listen and then all of a sudden everybody wants to make colloidal silver. So we're staying busy making generators and getting them sent out and, uh, uh, you know, making silver and, and everything else. So there you go. And we had a right here in Sholo. Now, this isn't directly related to um, to what we're talking about, but it is... Um, let me find that too. Okay, here we go. It's rather related, only in as much as we have healthcare professionals out there that we are supposed to be able to trust, that we trust our kids and our elderly too. We trust with, uh, you know, preparing, uh, dosing, and you know, all this stuff, drugs, you know. And um, we had one today busted a contracted certified nurse, anesthetist, anesthetist, is that how you say it? Started as anesthesiologist, but anyway. Anyway, some Sunrise Ambulatory Surgery Center, that's our hospital here, um, who had been stealing, it says allegedly, but she admitted to all of it. So anyway, stealing narcotic drugs from two different medical facilities. Her name is Melissa Green out of Lakeside, was, oh, no, 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 I'm afraid she was arrested on February 27th, and this story just came out 13 hours ago, so um, I don't know what the hang-up was. But anyway, she admitted to stealing liquid fentanyl um, and a number of other things and, and taking it and shooting it up and doing all kinds of stuff with it. She admitted to being a drug addict, and they found her in, in possession of prescription narcotic drugs and and uh, other stuff. So, so it's not directly related to what we were discussing, but you know, I think it's indirectly. So let's see, where do we go from here? Let's uh, let's talk about capitalism a little bit. Capitalism, where is it a wonderful thing? Some people kind of take advantage of that a little bit, though. I think when we're, you heard about the guy maybe that had 17,000 bottles of uh, hand cleaner. I think I talked about that Friday and was planning on getting Amazon and getting on Amazon. And, and when he got done, he was going to give Bill Gates a run for his money. I don't know what he was charging for this stuff. But anyway, Amazon shut him down and uh, put a put a halt to his to his little scheme there. But, uh, and, and a lot of people are doing, I mean, it's people, you know, selling the toilet paper and everything else for exorbitant amounts of money. It's just, it's nuts. But, um, anyway, you, you heard me talk about this eight years ago when magazines and ammo to some degree still, uh, magazines went up to, well, ammo to a great degree, if I recall. But magazines, you know, uh, AK-47, Glocks, um, AR-15s, all this stuff were good. So re 
ridiculously expensive. However, there had to be one, the first one, that got up to $100.99.95 for AR-15 magazines was cheaper than dirt. Now, if my business's name was cheaper than dirt, I would have a little difficult time being the first one to charge $100 for magazines. Now, if everybody else in town did and then got to the point where uh, you know, that was the, the norm, then maybe that'd be a little different, but to, the, to be the first one to get out there and, uh, charge that much is absolutely absurd to me. But, uh, anyway, they are, they, they've taken advantage of this. They're selling nine millimeter ammo, I think in a box of 50. And if I was reading it right, I think it was 59.95. For a box of 59 millimeters. Unbelievable. So, uh, you, you know, I haven't ever looked at this. Some guy brought it to my attention. I haven't looked at their website. I don't care what they do. I haven't spent a penny with them since 2012. They are dead to me as far as I'm concerned. I have no use for them. They did a, a what I consider a terrible disservice to the American people and the shooting community when they started this before. All right, what else we got for you here? Um, I told you about all that. Oh, um, I had a couple of Facebook posts. I just got word today. This has only happened to me a couple of times for all the years I've been on Facebook. I just got word that they, um, well, actually, I got two notices, but it was the same post that that was unacceptable, that it violated community standards and all that. And it was from a reputable news source. Um, I think it was the uh, the Daily Mail or something like that, and it talked about European, um, you know, travel restrictions and shutdowns and stuff like that. I have no earthly idea. I sent them a thing saying I disagreed with it, and uh, I have no clue why they would do that. All I did was was send a link to a a well known respected newspaper. Uh, you know, uh, news site, and uh, whether or not it was true, whether it was, you know, the typical fake news, mainstream media stuff, I don't know, but how did it violate their standards, their their rules there? That was uh, a little tough to swallow. Okay, a lot of people are um, approaching me here more than usual. About, by the way, this this probably is not going to go a whole hour. I've got to um, I've got to go out tonight. I've got to try to go get a few more signatures. I've got I've got just what I need, just a few more than what I need to get on the ballot. And uh, I need a little bit of a cushion, so I need to get out and hit uh, a few local people here. And then Saturday will be my last push for signatures. And I plan to file, turn everything in, hopefully on Monday. I've got until the 6th of April to do it, but I wanted to do it in time to uh, make any corrections or, you know, modifications or, you know, to correct any deficiencies that I had before that time. So my my sincerest hope here is I can get everything in by um, uh, next Monday, which is, I think, the 23rd. Yeah, the 23rd. So that's what I'm, that's what I got on my mind here. 
So, as I was about to say before I so rudely interrupted myself, um, a, a lot of people are approaching me now with, uh, you know, questions about, you know, what should they get. And, and I, it, it's difficult for me to say, you know what, or, or it's difficult for me not to say, I have been trying for over 20 years to get people to, to start doing certain things. You know, certain individual people, maybe I've known them for, for three years or five years or ten. Um, but yeah, there's not a person, not one person that knows me that doesn't know that I have been pushing this virtually my entire life. So when I have people that I've known for years and years saying, uh, you know, what, what, uh, what, what am I lacking here? But, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the deal. It comes with the territory. And I'm always, um, I had, um, well, I won't, I won't say who it was. It's not a, not anybody that ever, ah, she listens once in a while. But, um, let's see, if I don't even use, if I don't even use the, uh, what it is that she asked about, and, but uh, so let's let's just let's back up here a little bit, and make sure we don't uh, violate anybody's privacy or hurt anybody's feelings here. There's, it would take you know five shows, ten shows to go through everything that we need to do. Uh, buy my book. There, there's there's a thought. Get my book, and uh, that'll help quite a bit. And there's always things that need to, uh, you know, it needs to be updated and stuff occasionally. You can't keep all the new things in there that's uh, that comes up available from time to time. But basically, you know, food, water, medical stuff, uh, toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper. Uh, medical supplies and flashlights, batteries, maybe a means to charge some of those batteries. Um, optics, optics are critical. Night vision is critical. Even if all you get is a, a simple monocular, that's better than nothing. Uh, the next thing would be, and, uh, and we've talked about this before, this is not my what I was uh, talking about earlier, but um, the next step up would be a, a, a set of uh, goggles. I don't know why they call them goggles. I guess it's, well, yeah, I do. They go over both eyes, but you have a single deal that comes out the, the front, so it kind of doesn't look like goggles. But anyway, this allows you to be hands-free to do uh, whatever you need to do with your night vision. The, you know, the next step up from there would be probably a... Uh, Trying to keep it as reasonably priced as possible. Uh, the next step up would be a rifle scope that is night vision, and that may be a deal breaker for a lot of people because once you get into them, they start getting a little more expensive. Now, Doc had a great idea, and uh, I think he was even he may have even been thinking about patenting it one one time, but I don't remember. But uh, if he is, you know, if he's listening, well. Maybe he'll share that with you. I'll, I'll get him on the show here um, 
sometime. I've got to figure out. So I think I can do this with a phone call. I just can't get on there live right now, and I just have not had the time to sit here and uh, keep working on these settings until I figure it out. It's hard enough for me to do a show at all, much less spend, you know, half a day trying to get everything back the way it used to be. So we just kind of have to live with it the way it is for right now. But uh, he had a great idea for a night vision rifle scope that worked worked very well. Uh, a little bit ungainly when you look at it. You know, it looked a little... Um, a little inconvenient, but the way it was set up, it was it was done quite well, and uh, hopefully he'll uh, get on the air here with me one of these days when I get uh, situated where I can and and uh, get him to share that with you. So let's see one last thing here. Uh, pretty short show. We're right at a half hour, a little over a half hour, but. One of the things with this new deal with Facebook, you know, my, uh, um, blocking my my post, censoring me, and uh, kind of ticks me off. Kind of ticks me off a lot, actually. And I have maintained my Gab account all this time. You remember I talked a year or so ago about, uh, you know, I was going to get rid of Facebook and, and all this. And and I, I've, they've just about pushed me to the point where I just don't have a choice anymore. Gab has really grown. They've got great new features. Their app works better. Everything they have works better. They've got a lot of things now that they didn't have before. They have encrypted chat rooms where you can get private groups of people to talk. And uh, they say that they cannot even see the posts. Now, that being said, I am absolutely certain it doesn't have the encryption uh, ability that Signal and Proton Mail and Wicker has. But uh, meaning that if the government wanted to get into them, I'm sure that it's doable. Uh, I think it is pretty well protected from your private, everyday, ordinary, run-of-the-mill uh, mom's basement hackers that, uh, you know, or, or uh, you know, just accidentally, you know, putting stuff out there that you don't want to be seen. So, yeah, in that regard, I think it's a great deal. And I've actually started a group there called Southwest Freedom. Um it's obviously it's not open to the public. If you want to get in that group, uh, you need to, to request that. Of course, you have to be a member of Gab. You have to be on Gab. You have to have Gab to be able to do it. But, uh, you know, and people say, well, I don't want to join. Well, you know, you joined Facebook. You joined, uh, you know, Twitter. You joined Instagram. You joined all these other places here. If you want to take advantage of someone's services and products, more often than not, when it comes to the Internet, you have to, to join. So this is no different. You just have to join and get on there. Now, um, the uh, fact is that Gab has grown so much that it um, obviously is not as big as Facebook yet, but they are growing very rapidly. And there's so much more news and so much more. And the thing about it is nothing 
unless it is blatantly illegal, will be blocked on Gab. You have your full 100% freedom of speech, uh, guaranteed personal liberty, yeah, without any any restrictions at all. The only restrictions might be like with people like me. If you get in there and start throwing F-bombs and talking filthy and everything, then you're gone. Yep, I will censor you because it's mine. When you come to my house, you do things like I want you to do them. But uh, but the company will not censor you. Yeah, they have complete freedom of speech. So I encourage you to get on Gab. You can find me there as Desert Scout One, the number one. I've told you that uh, many times. Uh, I have. I'm gonna I'm gonna start putting some other groups together there. I have one group that is a. Uh, the same as the Facebook group, and I post the same stuff on it. It's called the Federal Wolf Gang, and it's uh, it's basically a educational group educating people on uh, on wolves, on you know what they do and uh, the harm that they do, and any news or legislation or anything that pertains to wolves is on that group. Also on the Facebook group by the same name. So I'm going to start, again, I'm going to try, you know, the thing about getting away from Facebook is Facebook has such a monumental base of people. It's just astounding how many people, how much news you can get and everything. But I went to Gab the other day and strolled around a little bit, and I'm finding that it's uh, it's pretty well stocked with uh, uh, Gabbers. And there are, uh, you know, a lot of news um, a lot of fresh news on there. A lot of things that that uh, that you see on Facebook or whatever. When you go to share something from another source, and it's questionable or fake or dirty or whatever, Gab has has no problem. They don't care. You post whatever you want, long as it's not illegal. They have almost no rules on Gab. You say, well, I don't want to see that stuff. Well, don't. Block them. That's your problem, not Gab's, not Facebook's. You don't complain about that unless you see something that is illegal. You see something that uh, has to do with, uh, you know, pedophiles or, you know, dealing in in uh, uh, dangerous drugs or, or, you know, whatever. Then, yeah, you report it and Gab will, will investigate it and, and deal with it. But... Uh, I think that you'd be uh, you'd be well well served to go ahead and uh, come over to Gab with me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try hard harder this time than I have before, and I'm going to work on moving completely over to Gab. I may still leave you know some of my groups open, but I'm really trying to get my personal stuff off of Facebook eliminated. And move to Gab. I don't know if I'll be successful or not, but that's what I'm planning on doing. So anyway, that's um, oh, I didn't tell you. Also, I got a new dog. Yeah, the dog that I have is. Um, you remember we talked about Diamond? Diamond was the voice dog that some anal orifice shot here a couple of years ago. Actually, two years ago this month exactly. 
And uh, she, Mar- Diamond was a, a magnificent dog, very smart, very loyal. Very, I mean, she was she was just the kind of dog that, that everybody dreams about having. She was really something else. So it, it, it really bothered me, you know, because, you know, the Finnecombe family had gone through uh, just, you know, two years prior, had gone through uh, Lavoie's death and all the all the uh, continued trauma and and stress and inconvenience of hearings and trials and and uh, travel and, and all this stuff and uh, and then they go and shoot the dog so it, it it really ticked a lot of us off but the dog that I have is the grandson of Diamond. Her, uh, his, his dad is, was, was Diamond, one of Diamond's puppies. So this is her, her grandson. And, uh, colored just like her, you know, black and white, border collie. Um, and he's just so far showing up in, um, acting like he's going to be just smart as a whip, which I expect out of border collies. Nothing new there. So. Okay. Well, I know it's a short show. However, one of the things, we didn't have a break or anything in there, so you're you're basically getting just about the same amount of information that you would uh, ordinarily, but I shortened up the intro a little bit, and I left the break out so I could get this done. I am still running, running, running. As soon as I get done here, I'm probably going to grab a bite to eat and go and see if I can uh, get a few more signatures around here locally. So, Okay, well, I have have kept my promise here i did i did a show tonight and uh, i hope that there'll be i can't see how many people is going to be in the chat room right now but uh anyway i have contributed my my uh gift of gab with you for gab see there i, I need to go to gab because i have a gift of gab all right and also starting to ramble a little bit so when that happens you know i have to go so I'll see you, this is Tuesday, actually I'll see you, hopefully, hopefully, being the key word here, see you tomorrow night for our regularly scheduled show. If I don't, then at least we got this one in and I'll be back for Liberty Lounge. I'm sorry it's so unpredictable, I, I, I keep apologizing for that and I will continue to apologize that it is unpredictable and that I can't uh, be as, have a good schedule that I had before, but uh, it's just not in the cards right now until we see how this sheriff's race goes. Um, if I win it, you know, I may be down to one show a week. I don't know. Um, if I lose, then we'll probably go back to normal. So, but we've still got eight or ten months here to get that figured out. So, I will see you hopefully tomorrow. Good night. It's, uh, it's really good to be here. It's really good to uh, see all of you here in support of overriding the governor's veto on such an important monumental bill. Can everybody hear me all right? Okay, good. Um, you know, when we talk about issues like the Second Amendment, a lot of people look at it in just within the context of guns, whether or not you're for or against guns. But really the issue is, is so much deeper than that. And I would say that we really need to go all the way back to some of the more important principles, such as property rights. Okay, We need to go back to some deeper principles, such as the principles of self-ownership. You know, our, our liberty hinges on...
on, on the question of whether or not you believe you own yourself or whether or not you believe somebody else owns you. It's a, it's a fundamental principle of liberty. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, what kind of government you have. If you want to strive for liberty, you have to come to a conclusion on this particular issue, this particular matter. Now, I would argue that we own ourselves. I believe that our founding fathers were right when they wrote in the Declaration that all men are created equal and that we're endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these... I like how they said, among these rights, they didn't list all of our rights, they just said, among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, here's the reason we have government at all. Here's the whole purpose behind American government. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So my job description is a state representative. We have law enforcement here and in other parts of the state. Their job is law enforcement. Our job is, I spent several years in the United States Marine Corps as an infantryman. My job as a Marine was the same job that it really was the same job that I have right here as a state representative. Our job as members of the government, as, as operators or agents of the government, our job is to help keep people free. That's it. That's all we have to do. It's really, it's really a very simple job description. But oftentimes we get politicians and bureaucrats who try to expound on their job description. And before too long, we have this mission creep. And next thing you know, they believe that they're in government for an entirely different reason. But really the reason that we have government, for any, the, the whole reason we have government is just to help keep people free. It's to make sure that we identify that people own themselves. And it's not up to the government to decide what liberties you get and what liberties you don't get. Because as John Adams called him, the great legislator of the universe was the one that told us what liberties we have. And the most that government can do, the most that we can do for each other is protect each other's liberty because it's mutually beneficial. So I believe that when we look at issues like the Second Amendment, the fact that we have a right to life, just, just by virtue of having two hands that I can ball up into fists to protect myself from anybody who would try to do my body harm, I have a right to defend myself. And our founding fathers were wise enough and had enough forethought to, to give us what we would call a vested right, where they wrote in the Constitution, in the Second Amendment, that we have a right to keep and bear arms. And I think that our founding fathers were very wise, and one of them said this, somebody much smarter than me said that a government that does not trust its citizens with arms is itself unworthy of trust. And so when we see these particular issues rise to the surface in the legislature, it's very important that we pay attention to who it is that believes you have a right to keep and bear arms because that might, it might, highlight some people that themselves might be unworthy of trust. I, I believe that to my core. But you know, the Second Amendment says that the federal government shall not deprive the people of the right or infringe on the people's rights to keep and bear arms, right? What the Second Amendment does, legally speaking, what the Second Amendment does is it removes from the federal government any jurisdiction over firearms regulation. It is the, the Second Amendment really is quite literally a prohibition placed on our federal government, okay? Now, do I believe that, you know, people try to say this, oh, you just want everybody walking around carrying a bazooka. You figured me out. That's, that's what I'm going for. No, but I spent, I spent several years in the Marine Corps. And are there, are there areas where the government, maybe at the state level, should just step in just to make sure that there's checks and balances? You know, those things are to be debated maybe, but only at the state level, not coming from the federal government, not coming from executive orders by our president. And I think that it's incumbent on our governor and our legislature and all members of our state government to make sure that they're standing up for a certain degree of sovereignty that the Constitution reserves to the people of Missouri. Yeah. Yeah.
I'm excited to go in here to vote to override this bill. And a lot of times politicians look for cover whenever they vote for yes and no. They, 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 they want to go in. They want to vote the right way. But sometimes they just look for political cover because they want to vote the right way, but they just want to make sure that they you know, have the, uh, the right thing to say to people. Our cover to override this bill is the United States Constitution. That's it. My name is Paul Turbin. Thank you very much for letting me be here today. I greatly appreciate it. Well, that wraps up another edition of The Shooting Bench. Join me Monday and Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific, and again on Fridays from 7 to 10 for The Shooting Bench. Good night, and thanks for joining me. Goodbye says it all.